Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Oh. We can worship like this for eternity. This is just a glimpse of heaven. Just a glimpse of heaven. How many people love to worship? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know that when we worship God, we don't do this out of rituals? This is not a ritual. This is an appreciation that we express to God in singing lifting up our hand. This is not a ceremony. It's a relationship. It's an expression of thankfulness, appreciation, and love toward our God. But you know, when we worship, we need to worship by faith. Worship is the key to victory. The Bible talks about Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat. When the vast army came against Judah, there was no way in the natural that the army of Judah would win the battle because the other side much bigger. But the prophet told Jehoshaphat, send your worship team out in front of your army. And then the worship team team began to sing and play music. The enemies killed each other. And they were defeated. The army of Jehoshaphat did not even have to pull the knife out. They're all gone. Worship is the way to victory. When Saul was in jail, he was behind the iron bars. His legs are chained. His hands were chained. What did he do? He began to put the chain together and make like music. At midnight hour, he began to worship. God could not stand. God said, I have to do something for these people. God sent an angel to break the door open. The chain came loose out of his arms and legs. And he walked out of jail. And the jailer got saved. And the whole family got saved. When you worship God, you have victory. Amen? Much easier than to go out and fight yourself. It will bring victory to you. That's why I love to worship God. Because I know every time I worship something break loose in my life. Some breakthrough happened in my life. We may not see it now, but we see it later on. Tonight when we worship, something happened in the spiritual realm. And God from heaven sent the angel down in this room to give you blessing, victory. Christian who understand the word of God will love to worship God. Not only that, the Bible say in the book of First Samuel, those who honor me, 
I shall honor. Those who despise me, I shall despise. Worship is the way to honor God. When we honor God, God honor us. When you go to work, God will work in the heart of your boss. Hey, you need to be merciful to this guy, to this lady, because you honor God. God honor you back. People around you will honor you because God works in the heart of people to honor you. Amen. How many people want to live that way? Victory. How many people want God to honor you? No one can steal the honor from God. Amen. When God honor you everywhere you go, you are lifted. You are above, not beneath. You are the head, not the tail. You are victorious. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> From now on, be a worshipper. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity, the wonderful time of hearing the truth of God. Lord, we want everything that come from my mouth that will be coming from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will speak to your people, and may the Word of God transform our mind, change us, renew us. Give us more faith. Become the word of grace and the word of faith that will change us for eternity, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of your Son Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. John chapter ten verse ten say, "The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it." More abundantly. If you notice the way Jesus said, He said this way: "I come so that they may have life." He did not say, "I come so that they will have life for sure, hundred percent of them." He did not say they will have life. He did not say they will or they will for sure. He said. They may. In reality, not every believer has the super abundant life. I don't know how many percent of Christians in the world have the super abundant life, but God said this super abundant life or the life of excess, the life of more than more than enough, is offered to you. It's in front of you now. Whether you deny it. Or take it. It's a potential in your life that you can have it. But not every believer believe it. Not every Christian wants it. Or some people even say, "Oh, this guy preaching prosperity doctrine. I'm not going to listen to this guy." But after they listen to me for two minutes, just shut off the YouTube and say, "I'm not going to listen to this guy. He's another guy who preached to get money out of me. I'm sorry, I'm a neurosurgeon. I'm richer than you." I don't need your money. Amen. I'm not preaching this for money at all. I'm preaching this to feed the sheep, to build you up. Amen. I'm not saying this in a prideful way. I'm just trying to be clear. I'm not preaching the message for money. I try to bring the truth to you. 
Amen. I believe that you all want to receive the abundant life. You will be one of them in the world that will experience the super abundant life. A lot of people may not want it, but we're gonna have it and enjoy it. Amen. And if you notice, because we all have different levels of light or revelation and understanding of the Word of God, we have a different level of obedience and commitment to God, following God. We all have different hearts. The Bible talks about four kinds of soil, four kinds of hearts. We all have different kinds of heart. I pray that you have a good heart, the good soil that will produce 30 times, 60 times, 100 times. Super abundant. That's why you can see different degrees of super abundant life in people's life. Different degrees. Some people have more. Some people have less. And some people may have less now, but because they keep pressing in. They keep pressing in. They keep growing, maturing, building their faith, obeying God step by step. They move from here to here to here. The Superabundant life is potential, is there. You need to get a hold of it. You need to press into it and keep growing into it until it becomes so real to your life. Amen? What kind of people you are? Are you the obedient children? Are you the people who the Bible says, I'm willing and obedient and I shall eat the good of the land? How many people say, I'm an obedient child of God? Amen. How many people say, I want to grab a hold of this super abundant life. I want it. I'm one of them. Going to experience the super abundant life. Definitely. If you want the super abundant life, you must be willing to change. You must be willing to make some adjustment in your life. Some issue that you may need to repent. You may need to change some of your lifestyle, the way you live the way you spend money, the way you talk, the way you look at the situation in your life, you need to be changed and renewed and transformed day by day. Make some adjustment so that His will shall be done. The promise of Jesus that He has for you, the super abundant life shall happen in your life. Our God is a generous and Super abundant God, El Shaddai. You remember the last message, we heard that He's such a super abundant God that the season of threshing overlap with the season of harvesting the grape. And then overlap with the season of planting again. God is a super abundant God to the point that His people have so much that have to get rid of the old and get them to have room for the new. God show us that He is a super abundant God. But this is the obstacle. This is the hindrance. This scripture, I'm going to tell you right now, the hindrance of getting into the super abundant life is recorded in Luke chapter 12, verses 16 to 21. And He told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? If you notice, the whole time, the word I came up so many times. What shall I do? 
I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, he said to himself, this is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I say to myself, I myself, my, 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 me, me, I, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone. Everyone say, anyone. Can it be you too? The scripture warns about people. Anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. The hindrance, the mountain that blocks you from receiving the supernatural or the superabundant life is the word I, me, my, selfishness, self-centeredness, everything about me. I'm going to make more money for myself. I'm going to go to the gym and exercise. I'm going to look good for myself. I'm going to buy good things for myself. I will keep everything for myself. Which is opposite to Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33 says, If you seek His kingdom and righteousness first, all these things shall be added unto you. This guy, this rich man, did not have a chance to enjoy the materials and money that he had. He would die that night. God said, yeah, you can keep or you can build the barns and everything, but you're going to die tonight. You will not enjoy life because you have a wrong attitude. Selfishness, self-centeredness, me and my and I are the big enemy to the super abundant life. In fact, God wants to bless you so that you can bless others. God wants to make you rich so that you can use your riches for the orphanage, for the orphans, for the poor, for building the kingdom, to spread the gospel, to make disciples, to build churches, to fly, to build church in another city, to buy the equipment, to do the work of God, or to do good deeds. It's not about having strength, anointing, and blah, 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 blah for myself, me, me, my mind. That is not the superabundant life that God is talking about. Superabundant life is related to the kingdom of God. It's connected to the kingdom of God. Let's look at what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, Paul said, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully 
will also reap bountifully. The Bible talks about sowing. You get from God the blessing from God. God said, "Don't just build the barns and keep for yourself. Just store up, hoard your stuff, keep everything for yourself." He said, "You get the blessing from me, the super abundant strength, the super abundant grace, the super abundant anointing, the super abundant wisdom, anointing, and gifts of the Holy Spirit, the love, and everything. I give you so much. I give you money." Resources and materials, so that you can sow them out again. You can sow them out. Why? Our church gave the teaching to the world for free, without charge at all, because we receive the wisdom and the teaching from God. We sow it out. We give it out to bless the whole world. Why we spend so much finances? To buy camera, to buy the equipment. Why some of us fly to another country, lay hand on people, bless people. Why we support the orphans in Thailand. Why we help so many people because we want to use the resources that God gave to us to bless other people, to be the blessing. Because I'm Thai, I speak Thai. Definitely, the first mission field for me is Thailand because it's my language. One day, God may open the door for me to go to China, maybe to go to Philippines. It's up to God. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to try to use my flesh to go to Philippines. God has to open the door. Wherever God called me to go, I would do. Maybe go to Indonesia, to Bali. Not not Bali. <laughs> We go to the world to give. To bless people, bring the anointing to bless people there, amen. And we as a church together, God gonna give our family the super abundance, give the church super abundance, so that we can fulfill the great commission. We need to sow out, but God is so just and righteous and fair. He say, when you sow, you will reap back even more. The more we sow, the more I lay hand on people, give anointing to people. God give me more anointing. The more I spread out the teaching, God give me more anointing to teach, more understanding of the word of God. The more you sow, you open your homes to feed people, bring them in, preach the gospel to them, Bible study in your home. In a few years, God give you bigger homes. Serious. You use your car. Maybe you drive. A cheap Toyota. When I first came to America, I was driving Toyota Tercel. I bought it five hundred dollars, about ten years old. Then I used that car pick up people to go to church every Sunday. Use it to visit people. A few years later, God gave me better car. I don't want to mention the name. And then a few years later, God gave me a better car, bigger car. Not because I am loving cars, but because God see you sow, you reap. I give you more, so that you can do more for me, so that you can do greater things for me. Because I sow what I have, I use everything in my life for the kingdom of God. You need to learn to sow. The principle of sowing and reaping is the key. To the super abundant life, 
If you practice Luke chapter 12, the man who just selfish, stingy, keep everything for myself, you will never experience the super abundant life. You may have a lot of money, but you're g o i n g to die soon because you will not be able to enjoy it. Because God say, "Hey, you selfish! I rather keep that money to somebody else who will use money." You need to learn how to live your life for the kingdom. Sow it out, and God say, "When you sow, you reap back." In fact, the investment in this world is unpredictable. You can lose a lot of money in the stock market in one night. You can go buy the building or the land. You think I'm going to buy that land and I'm going to make money in a few years. Suddenly, the price of the land went down. You buy some house and you think I'm going to remodel the house and sell and make a lot of money. Suddenly, something bad happened. Investment in the world is unpredictable. It can go good and go bad, but the investment in the kingdom of God always good. Always reap back. When you give to the kingdom, for sure, you will reap back. Thirty times, thirty times is how many percent? How much the bank give you interest now? Point two, point one percent, point one seven percent. If you put money in the stock market, maybe someday eight percent, someday five percent, sometimes up to minus three percent, up and down. But when you put money in the kingdom of God, you will always reap thirty times, sixty times, hundred times. Everyone say investment. Matthew six nineteen to twenty. You notice I preached this after the offering. I did not preach this before the offering time, so I don't have any agenda at all about getting any body money. I just want to preach the truth. Okay, if I preach this before the offering time, maybe different story. Matthew six nineteen to twenty one. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God say the best investment. Is to into the kingdom of God. When you sow money into the kingdom for the great commission to build the house of God, to save souls, to make disciples, God promised you you will reap back. I will give you back for sure. He never lies. Do you have enough faith to sow? Do you have enough faith to say, "I'm gonna do this"? I will sow this money. I will sow this material. I will sow my time, my energy, my ability to God, to the kingdom of God, and I believe that I will have the return of the reaping. Definitely, when we sow, we give. We are not having the attitude or motive of getting something back from anybody. In fact, let me teach you something. Don't give to impress somebody so that that person will give you back something. That is the wrong motive. Your source is the El Shaddai, not man. If I give you the book for free, it doesn't mean I expect something back from you. I sow to you because I love you. You sow, you give because of love, because of obedience, because of faith. Obedience, love, and faith. 
not expecting anything back from anybody at all. You sow out of obedience because you love God and you love people. Who is your source that's going to give you back that you can reap? Who? God. Money may not come from that person that you give them dinner or feed them or pay for them something. Money may not come from them, but money can come another way from another person. Because the source, the supplier is up in heaven. He can work in the heart of somebody to feed, to give you back. So always keep your eyes on God, not on human being. If you keep your eyes on human being to give you money back, you're going to be in trouble. It's a wrong place to look at. People can disappoint you. Amen? Second Corinthians 9, 7. The Bible continues to say, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves cheerful giver. If you want to live a super abundant life, you want to have more anointing, you sow the anointing. If you want to have more strength, you go help somebody to move the house. You sow your strength. If you want to have more love, you sow love. You go and love people. You sow and you're going to reap that. You sow much, you reap much. You sow money, you reap money. You sow love, you reap love. Whatever you sow. But the Bible says another key to abundant life. Not just sowing, because sometimes people sow due to fear. Because they think that God is a mafia. Many Christians tithe or give 10% or give money to church because they think, oh, God is so cruel. Have you ever seen mafia movie? The mafia will come in front of your house and knock on your door and say, uh, you want to buy a new insurance? What he means is that if you don't pay me money, your house is going to be burned down, your kid's going to be hurt on the street, we're going to send somebody to bang on the head of your kid. So you say, okay, I buy the insurance. You give money to the mafia so that your house will be saved, your kids will be saved. You give out of fear. Our God is not mafia. When you give to God, you don't give because of you have to. Because you fear that God is going to bang on your head. You fear that something bad is going to happen to you. You give out of love. You love God. That's why you give. Amen? If people force me to give, I'm not giving. Because I feel pressure. Sometimes I go to some big services and the pastor come up and start to talk. You know, if you give 200000 oh, we're going to pray for you. I start to, oh, oops, this is start to be like, Buying something. I'm not giving because I'm buying something. I start to feel that I don't want to give anymore because you, it's a manipulation. It's a pressure. In this house, we will never manipulate anybody to give you. If you give, give out of your heart willingly, cheerfully, because you love God. Because you love the kingdom of God. So the key to super abundant life is that you sow cheerfully. No one forces you. You are not giving in fear because God is a mafia to you. You love Him. You sow. You love God. You love the things of God. You honor God. You have faith in His nature that He is the El Shaddai. 
When you sow, He is the mighty supplier. He's the mighty nourisher. He's the mighty satisfier. You will never outgive God. You have faith. When I sow, God going to give me back no matter what. You sow by faith. Faith in His character. Faith in His nature. Faith in His promises. He promised if you sow, you shall reap. Do you know what kind of God we worship? Not only that, He is a super abundant God. Let me read the scripture to you. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses 12 to 14. By the way, when you give and sow, there's going to be a fight within yourself. Believe me. When you put a checkbook out or when you want to invite somebody for dinner, there are going to be two voices in your heart. One voice is your own flesh. Your flesh is going to say, Oh, I can save this money to buy a nice iPad. Why right. give? I can buy my toys. I can use that for my own entertainment. Because your flesh is selfish. How many people has the flesh in this room? Raise your hand up. I have the flesh too. My flesh always tells me not to give all the time. Don't give, don't give, don't sow. Therefore, you need to yield to the Holy Spirit because the Spirit of God is a generous God. He is the liberal God. Why do I love, love revival? You know one of the reasons I love revival? Because when I lay hands on people, I notice that people who come in revival for a long time learn how to yield. When the hand lay on them, they open their heart and then they yield. They receive. They lie down. They receive. They kneel down. They cry. They flow with God because they learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. But people who come to the service for the first time, what's going on here? They come in and, okay, if you're so big, pastor, push me down. I'm going to stand in the way that you cannot push me down. Actually, you're not fighting with me. You're fighting with the Holy Spirit because you resist the Holy Spirit. If you resist the Holy Spirit in this meeting, when you go out and somebody come to you and you feel conviction on the inside of you to give maybe $10, $20, your flesh is going to rise up. No, no, no. The $20, I can buy latte from the coffee shop. And now you have to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. But you don't yield here, you are not going to yield out there. You need to learn how to yield in a revival service. So you can learn how to yield out there, in the street, at the shopping mall, in the office. Let's look at the character of our God, Deuteronomy chapter 15, 12 to 14. If a fellow Hebrew, listen carefully, this is the heart of God. If a fellow Hebrew, a man or a woman, sells himself to you and serves you six years, in the seventh year, you must let him go free. God is a good God. He becomes your slave, you let him go free on the seventh years. Not only that, not just go free. And when you release him, do not send him away empty-handed. Supply. Everyone say supply. Him liberally, or in other words, generously, not stingily, from your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press. Give to Him as the Lord your God has 
bless you. You notice all the time the Bible says, God bless you. You obey God, God bless your work, bless your farm, bless your business. So when this slave leaves your house, you give him something at the level of your blessing. You are blessed so much, you give a lot. Amen? I noticed one thing in the church. It's the opposite way to the Bible. I noticed that a lot of middle class and people who are not having a lot of money in the church, middle class, working job, having just a small, small amount of income, these people tend to be more generous. When I go to a trip to Thailand, somebody come in with an envelope. Pastor, use this money to bless people in Thailand. Hand me. I open the envelope, $200. That's just a lot for them because they work maybe 15 bucks an hour and they give me $200 to go to mission trip. But sometimes rich people ignore me. Oh, you go, yeah, I keep my money. But the Bible says you bless according to the level of your blessing. If you bless a lot, why don't you keep more? Don't be stingy. Don't love money too much. I hope you don't get mad at me. I know somebody wants to throw egg to me right now. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, look at this. So the first scripture talks about the generosity, the generous heart of our God. He was even generous to the slave, to nobody, no name, who cooked for you, who washed dishes for you, who cleaned the house for you, nothing, nobody. He said, give him a lot, supply him. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who give to all liberally or generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Everyone say, Liberally. Everyone say generously. First Timothy 6.17 Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. What kind of God we worship? Who give us richly only something. Is that right? All things. To enjoy. What kind of God we serve? Generous God. Who gives us all things, not a little bit, not stingily, but richly that we can enjoy. Should we be imitators of God? Should we follow God's example? What kind of God we serve? Generous God. Liberal God. His healing is generous. His provision is generous. His grace is generous. His favor for you is more than enough. His help to you is generous more than enough. He is a generous God. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, be imitators of God, dear children. We can choose to live two ways. Luke chapter 12 Restricted heart. Me, 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 me. Or we can live like God. The life of God. Generous people. 
we choose restricted or generous, stingy or liberal. Are we going to be liberal? Not liberal in the. Um, you understand the word liberal here doesn't mean you do whatever you want, but it means generous. You're going to choose to be generous, or you're going to choose to be stingy. Which side, generous or stingy? This is the fact of life. The Bible says, wherever your heart is, that is where your treasure will be also. People who are stingy with their money and resources and materials usually will not give their life, their sinful nature, their way of life to God, that God can burn and change them to be a godly person. If they don't want to give, they squeeze their pocket and don't want to give money to God. They're going to keep their other thing, maybe their habit of pornography, smoking, selfishness, anger, short temper, unforgiveness. They're going to keep everything with them because they don't want to give to God. But if you're generous to God in the area of finances, that's your heart is. Then you open your heart and you say, God, deal with me, change me. Anything in my life that is bad, just come and burn. And I repent. I want you to change my life completely. Your money or your giving is related to how you allow God to deal with you and correct you and help you. People who are generous tend to change very fast, tend to grow very fast. Because if they're willing to give money, they're willing to give other parts of their life as well to God to deal with to burn, to change, to transform. Our God is a generous God. Somebody will say like this, God will meet all of my needs, only my needs. Is it true? What is the need? Food, clothes, gasoline, shelter. God will meet only our needs. Is it true? Let's look at the Bible. How generous our God is. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 24. What the wicked dreads will overtake him. What the righteous desire will be granted. Listen carefully. Righteous. Those who obey God live for God. Did he say, what the righteous needs shall be granted? Did he say that? He said, desire. What is the difference between need and desire? I can ride a bicycle to work. That is my need, transportation. I ride to the hospital, bicycle. But to drive a Honda is my desire. Is it different? I can have a vacation in San Diego. But my desire is Waikiki. San Diego is for mission, for the fire. But to halala, seeing the fish is Waikiki and Hanama Bay. Can God give me the desire of my heart? I'm righteous. Yes. I have three weeks of timeshare in Waikiki Beach. I can go three times a year. It's a desire. God, give me the desire of my heart. Is it wrong to enjoy life? 
I work so hard. Nothing wrong to enjoy life. Psalm 145 verse 16. You open your hand. You are capital Y. God. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. He will not only meet your need, but He will give the desire of your heart. He is such a generous God, super abundant God. Psalm 145 verses 18 to 19. The Lord is near to all who call upon Him, to all who call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear Him. He also will hear their cry and save them. Everyone say desire. Psalm 37 verse 4. Delight yourself also in the Lord. That's why when you come to worship or when you walk each day, don't have a long face. I love you, Lord. When the service is going to be done, I want to go to play my computer game. I want to go and watch football. Take too long. Pastor, you preach too long. No, you come. Delight. I'm happy to be in a church. I'm happy to raise my hand. Ha, 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 ha. Delight yourself in the Lord, your God. You love God, you delight. When you love somebody, you delight to be around him. Is that right or her? Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the needs. Is that right? Only your basic needs. Shelter, food, and medicine. No. He shall give you the desire of your heart. So the single, you decide to have a husband, a wife. Delight yourself in the Lord. Make you smile more. Happy. Love God. A godly man look at you. Wow. She looks so happy. I like to be her boyfriend. I like to marry her. But if you walk into the church, the godly man look at you, maybe I'm in trouble <laughs> marry her. Your desire will be fulfilled because you delight yourself. I'm just joking here. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Bible did not say, I shall not need. The Bible said, I shall not want. What you want? God said, what you want? I said, I want Waikiki Beach. Tell you the truth. I hope Pastor Dad will not get mad at me. <laughs> when we will grow up in Thailand, one of the dreams of most people is to drive a Mercedes car. I was against Mercedes all this year because I like Japanese car. You can buy Lexus, you can buy Toyota, but not European car. For some reason, I have that bad attitude against. But Pastor Da keeps telling me, I hope one day I can sit in the Mercedes. <laughs> and the desire of her heart was fulfilled <laughs> in December of year 2014. God give the desire. 
I hope you're not getting mad at me. <laughs> Nothing wrong that God bless you, give you super abundant life. Nothing wrong, but you don't love them. You don't love the money. You don't love the Mercedes. You don't love the timeshare. You love God, but God still give you to enjoy. He's a super abundant God. Psalm 84 verse 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good things will be withhold from you. How many people want good thing? Not need. Want. Everyone say, I want. Good thing. Or the single lady, I want good husband. The Bible says, if you have a wife, you have a good thing. How about a single man? Or the single man say, I want a good thing. Good wife. Oh, he raised hand right away. <laughs> so that, uh, Chiren, your son raised hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Our God is a generous God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Don't forget His benefits. He protects you from accident. He gives you a job. He gives you good friends. His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Everyone say, satisfied. My mouth with good things. Thank you, Lord. Is it okay to eat good food? Is it okay to go to good restaurant? Do we have to eat just rice and nampla or what is the fish sauce or a <laughs> pickle? We can eat good food. Amen. He will satisfy your mouth. Hallelujah. God will not only meet your need. He will provide and supply what you want. Therefore, today, the conclusion. Let us believe in the nature of God. Our God has a nature of more than, more than enough. Everything He does is super abundant. Not just to get by, scrape by, to make it, just to make it, or to barely make it. He is a God of more than enough. Excessive God. Okay? And not only He is a super abundant God, He is the God who is so generous and liberal. And He is the God who wants to give what you want. Definitely not, you don't want 
any sinful things. I'm not saying that you are a married man and you say I want another wife. That's not what I'm talking about here. We are not talking about wanting something bad or sinful thing. We are talking about the one that is good, good things. He did not say bad things. To have a second wife is a bad thing. One of my friend anesthesiologists say all the time why we are performing surgery because this man got divorced. He lost a lot of his money to the first wife, and then he remarried when he was fifty years old. So now he is almost 60 and his kid's still eight years old. So I asked him how long you're gonna practice anesthesiology. He said, "Might be until 80. I may need to bring in the walker into the hospital." And he, he made this comment: "Happy wife, happy life. Two wife, there is no life. Three wife." Do I say it right? Oh, work for life. One wife, happy wife, happy life. Two wife, work for life. That's right, work for life. Three wife, no life. <laughs> you don't want anything bad, okay? You want good things. And good things only come from the Lord. Righteous thing. Amen? How many people are convinced now that your God is super abundant God? How many people believe that His resources are unlimited? How many people believe that His resources never run out? He even never will have to wait for one year to try to pick up His bank account again. His bank account, his storehouse never run out. More than enough. You can get whatever you want. You can keep getting. It's still up there. Still never run out at all. His grace, his power, his wisdom, his love, his faith, everything good about him never runs out. More than, more than enough. Even the whole world get everything from him, he's to have left over. Because he has much more than what the, all the humanity needs and wants. He is that kind of God. And not only that, He is a generous God. Let us be generous like Him. Let us sow. When God speaks to you to give to something, let's be generous. Take people out for dinner. Feed them good. Amen? Give them good food to eat. Buy gifts for people. Buy good gifts. Don't go into your cabinet and look for the gift that you get from the three Christmas ago that you don't want them anyway, but you don't know what to throw away. You just pick that gift that you don't want anyway and give the birthday gift to somebody and people look, I gave this to you three years ago. I remember. But now you give me back to me. <laughs> That's happened. Really, that happened. <laughs> Pastor Nardo, very well. <laughs> we give gift to somebody and then the gift come back. <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> Don't be stingy. Be generous. Like God. Take on the nature of God. You sow and you shall reap. Believe God will take care of you. Take care of your need and take care of your want. He's a good God. 
How many people believe that we are the children of the superabundant Father? How many people believe that as children we're going to be superabundant as well? How many people enjoy this series of teaching? You learn more. So tonight, may God give you superabundant anointing, superabundant touch of God, superabundant fire of God. <laughs> When you come out to be prayed for, you say superabundant touch of God tonight. Big, big fire, big touch, big change tonight. Because He is a generous, superabundant God. Come to God that way with that attitude. Amen. Amen. Give me more, more. You are super abundant, generous God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for teaching the body of Christ, your nature, your character, who you are, from the scriptures, and we put our faith in your nature. We want to be like you, generous, super abundant, not out of selfish attitude that me, I, my, but we want to have more than enough for the sake of the kingdom. To build your church, to bless people, to help the poor, to help the orphans, to build the kingdom, to give out, to be the blessing to other people, Lord. We, we can do good deeds. We can encourage other people. Maybe one meal that we take people out that change their life forever, because we love them and feed them with good dinner, Lord. And we can have enough money to do all these good things, enough strength and wisdom and anointing to do all good things for you, Lord. Your grace shall abound in our life, in all things. You give us richly all things that we can enjoy, and we can do good things for you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We confess that, and we believe it will happen to everyone who listening to this teaching right now, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you ready to receive the super abundant grace of God? Hallelujah. 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 When Jesus was living on earth, he had a touching ministry. He touched people. He laid hand on people. Laying on of hand is the way of the Bible to impart the blessing, the spirit of God, the good things of God upon people's life. It's a biblical way for impartation that God used in the church today. Laying on of hand is the basic A B C. Doctrine of the Bible. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 6 the foundation, the basic doctrine. One of them is the laying on of hands. Hallelujah! Which one should go first? Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Ask and it will be given. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus.
<laughs> Super abundant grace of God in her life. Super abundant. Keep drinking. Keep receiving. It's not the end after I lay hand. You can continue to receive from the Holy Spirit. Fire! <laughs> Keep drinking. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> Super abundant provision. Super abundant grace and anointing for their calling, Lord. They can get the job done for you easily. The yoke will be easy. The burden will be light. <laughs> Fire! Fire! If God make you laugh, just go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> Fire! Fire! <laughs> Fire Filled <laughs> Super abundant anointing Super abundant touch of God Yes Lord Super abundant Favor <laughs> Super abundant favor Super abundant provision Superabundant miracles. Superabundant. Your sons will have godly wife. Your son will marry a godly wife. One wife, though. One. <laughs> your son. Your son. Superabundant in everything. Your business will flourish. You shall receive the favor from people around you. Super abundant favor. Super abundant faith and understanding. Super abundant <laughs> from the generous God. <laughs> Generous God Super abundant <laughs> Fire Super abundant Super <laughs> Fire <laughs> Super abundant Super abundant in everything you touch, in everything you do, your business, your family, your kids, super abundant in your marriage, super abundant in your home, in your future family, in your offspring, super. <laughs> super abundant. Super abundance. <laughs> yes, Lord. Super. <laughs> Super abundance. 
filled with the grace of God, unlimited supply of the grace of God. Yeah. <laughs> Open the door. Open the superabundant door. Yes. <laughs> favor. Yes, favor. Favor, favor, favor. Grace of God. Yeah. <laughs> Crown you with loving kindness, with tender mercy. Satisfy your mouth. <laughs> with good things. <laughs> Satisfy your mouth with good things. <laughs> yes, Lord. Super abundant change and try. <laughs> And transformation, fire, 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 <laughs> fire. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> more, more fire. <laughs> Super abundant wisdom and fruitfulness. Be fruitful. Super abundant. Anointing. <laughs> Super abundant salvation in your family. The grace of God shall move into your household. Super abundant grace and favor. The generous God. The liberal God bless you, bless you, bless you. <laughs> filled, filled, <laughs> filled, filled, filled. The Lord said to you, because you humble yourself before me. I will give you more grace. From now on, you will see the big difference in your life. My grace will be more than sufficient for you. Yes, and this couple too. This couple too. I will give you happiness, prosperity, success, good family. I will be with you in your home, said the Lord. Super abundant presence of God. Yes. Give those young men, Lord, godly wife, good education, good job. Bless them. Pour your grace upon them, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless them. Fill them. Abundant grace. Abundant grace. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. These young men who serve the Lord will be righteous people, will be used of God, will experience the super abundant life. They will be better than parents, their parents, Lord. They will be more anointed. They will be used of God, the heritage of God. 
Yes, Lord, come into their life. Yes, these young people will be used by God. Fire! 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 Yes, Lord. Oh, bless them indeed. From now on, everywhere you go, I will go before you. I will help you. I will help you. Trust me. I love you so much. I will show my kindness to you. I will help you. The Lord said to you, your family will never be the same. I will put my hand on your marriage, on your son and your daughter. You shall prosper. You shall have so much favor from heaven. Your life will never be the same. You will be changed in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Fire. 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 Yes, Lord. Super abundant grace. Super abundant. Yes, fire. Super abundant. <laughs> Favor of God. Prosperity. Provision. Favor from your customer. Yes, Lord. Yeah. You are entering into the new road, new journey, the journey. Of my grace, fire, fire. Oh, hallelujah! Don't be afraid because I shall be with you, I shall take care of you, I will provide for you, I will give you so much more than enough in everything because I loved you. I am a generous God. <laughs> Fire! Fire! Generous God. Gen- <laughs> Generous God. Fire! <laughs> Fire! Generous God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. What happened to you in the past has been already good. But now... With my super abundant help, it will be always victory. Will be better than before. Will be great. Will be. <laughs> Fire. Fire. <laughs> oh, expect it. Expect it. It shall happen. It shall happen. It shall happen. Good things shall happen. I shall satisfy you. I shall help you. <laughs> Fire! Fire! <laughs> Fire! 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Fire! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Bless this side, Lord. Bless people on this side. 
Bless people. Touch them, Lord. Be the head, not the tail. <laughs> Be above, not beneath. In the name of Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham, touch Lord, blessing. You shall be used by me in your church. I will use you to bless so many people. You will be my mouthpiece to give the word of encouragement. You shall be the example to many people to walk with God. I shall bless you. I shall give you the desire of your heart. <laughs> Your desire shall be granted in the name of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Don't look down on yourself, because I can still use you at this time of your life. You can be the blessing to many people. Don't say I cannot. You can, because my anointing will be upon you. Say the Lord. Hallelujah! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Hallelujah! I shall give you abundant faith, abundant faith in your heart, and love and joy. <laughs> yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. Grace, grace. <laughs> Super abundant. <laughs> Super abundant. <laughs> I will lift your life up. You will go higher. You will never be the same. I will lift you up. Hallelujah! <laughs> May the whole family serve the Lord. All of your children and in-laws shall serve the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> your rewards. Are full in heaven," said the Lord. "More than enough. I will give you wisdom and favor to do what I call you to do. And I will give you favor and grace to your two children. I will take care of them, protect them." Guide them while you're taking care of my kids. I shall also take care of your kids. Thank you, Jesus. Abundant, super abundance, super abundance. Fire. A new woman, a woman of faith, 
a woman that God will use to shake the society. Fire! Yes, Lord. Filled. <laughs> Fire! Fire! Lord, as time goes Fire! 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 ฟายอ่ะฟายอ่ะฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ่าฮ
Overflowing. Lonoma. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you. 